Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host is Josh Applebaum on the East Coast out there in Boston. Josh, how are you? Pritch, I'm doing great. Great to be with you today. Uh, another day here in the sea, and uh, excited. We got a lot of. By the way, happy Cinco de Mayo. I know. Another, I know. Another big day today here. We'll be sweating some games <laughs> with some uh, margaritas, or I'm not sure later. But uh, big show today, Pritch. Going to talk a lot of baseball. 16 games in Major League Baseball. I'm holding a Cincinnati Reds ticket right now. I was so going to ask you zero, that. Zero game. <laughs> yeah, big move to the Reds. I have a system interleague favorite, so it's nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you, if, you, if you took the under in this one, you're feeling really good right now. But you'll see me uh, sweating this game live, hopefully like the Cubs yesterday, uh, Pritch here. But um, ton to get to, nine in the NBA as well. Big NHL day. I think one theme in the NHL tonight is teams that have an opportunity to clinch a playoff spot versus teams that have been eliminated. I think that provides for another handicapping edge here. So hopefully talk some hockey. And then also uh, talk to our guy Dwayne Colucci at the Rampart, Ryan Ballinger, uh talking some golf here, Pritch. Uh, but a lot going on, and, and right now uh, I'm dialed into the red, so let's get some runs here late. Yeah, right. I mean, we're going to uh, approach uh, – we're approaching extra innings, I think. We're in the ninth inning right now, 0-0. Uh, last time I checked, there were only two hits apiece uh, for both teams. Uh, but yet we could get that extra inning scenario. So we get to see you sweat the extra innings perhaps uh, on air here. Uh, Stephanie has a ticket too on, on this game. Ooh, nice. Yeah. And when you get to extras, I'll be honest, I like the man on okay. second rule. I think it makes it uh, a lot more interesting here, Pritch. But I will just say, like, let's say you're holding an under eight ticket. We've seen some this happen sometimes where you're feeling great. You get to extras and then you have a runs bonanza here. So you're feeling good if you got the under eight and nothing, nothing game one run. You're, I think you're hoping. And for my case, the Reds walk it off in the ninth here. But uh, it gets dicey when you're on and under. That's thing. That's one thing that I've noticed going into extras because mm-hmm. it's it's not uncommon that you see. You know, top of the 10th, two runs scored. Bottom of the 10th, two more. They keep playing. So a lot of times you'll say, you know, and again, when you're playing like a basketball game, NBA or or college, you know, if you have if you have an under, you don't want it to go to overtime. If you have an over, you're hoping that extra time gives you some more points here. But uh, this is kind of the dynamic that we're now playing with this new schedule. But overall, I do like the man on second. I think it makes it more exciting. Yeah, you know what? I I do, too, to be honest with you. Uh, As many games as they're going to play, let's go ahead and speed up the process. And they do that. Uh, Yesterday, uh, we talked about San Francisco and Colorado, that that total. Uh, that seven and a half total for game one. Uh, Josh Towers texted me right after the show. Really, actually, I looked up. It was five to zero. Uh, and then I get a text from Josh Towers. It was 10 to zero still in the first inning. Uh, so that's why I, I didn't play it. But we talked about it because I, I was just shocked that it was seven and a half, even though even though it was a doubleheader situation for both teams. Yeah, you're right, Pritch, and kind of both of those doubleheaders. So this is something we also got to talk about because we do have uh, another doubleheader today with both the Mets and St. Louis. So number one, you know, you cash that over pretty much first inning. Uh, I will admit it very embarrassingly. The Rockies were my gross play early there. They went from like minus 115 to minus 130. I ended up going to the gym and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to literally sweat and sweat the Rockies. I, I put my water bottle, all my stuff ready to go, and it's 10 nothing in the first inning, Fridge. So sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. But one comment in terms of uh, splits and, and sweeps, you talk about this a lot, but the Cubbies yesterday were right. huge. We saw them in that early game, you know, beating Kershaw. Kershaw's, uh, I think, his shortest outing of his career. And then coming back game two saying, hey, uh, you know, if the value right now is not on the Dodgers, not playing well, laying these huge numbers, game two, they end up uh, winning again. So same sort of thing. Now, on the flip side of that, something crazy that happened yesterday, Pritch, speaking of that San Francisco-Colorado game, I played San Francisco in game two. 
uh, and they were up six to two in what the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. They give up six runs. They lose eight to six on a walk off. Uh, Charlie Blackman there. So uh, again, the Rockies give it. The Rockies take it away. I think that's the moral of the story. But uh, d- some exciting baseball, regardless. Yeah, we're gonna break that game down. I think they're in a lightning delay. Uh, San Francisco Rockies afternoon baseball. You, I, I, Afternoon thunderstorms are like clockwork uh, out there in Colorado, so they're in a lightning delay. Uh, we'll get to that game. We'll get to the rest of Major League Baseball as well. Um, but, Josh Applebaum, we have some updated odds from DraftKings where Aaron Rodgers will play next year. Wait till you get a load of this. The Packers, they were 125, minus 125. They are now minus 134. Uh, the Broncos were plus 200, now plus 175. The 49ers... The San Francisco 49ers, who uh, could not decide on which quarterback they wanted uh, in this draft, they were 16-1, Josh. Now they're plus 600 for Aaron Rodgers. What's going on here? No, this is craziness here, Pritch. My biggest takeaway, so I think, uh, again, we're trying to monitor this market in real time. We're trying to read the tea leaves. The one thing that jumped out to me, though, Pritch, is that, believe it or not, the Packers became more of a favorite to keep Rodgers or the specifics of this bet are, you know, where will he suit up week one of the the 2021-22 NFL season? So yesterday, it's not a huge thing, but I, I asked our producer, Steph, I was like, hey, the Packers must have fallen. These other teams have risen. Even with, you know, hearing Brett Favre saying he thinks it's over with, you even saw, um, you know, some reports here that Aaron Rodgers told uh, prospective free agents that he will not play in Green Bay next year. Mm-hmm. So it seems like he is definitely entrenched in his camp. But the weird thing is the Packers were minus 125 uh, favorite, short favorite for Rodgers to, to stay with them. And they're minus 134 today. So it's only a nine cent move. It's really not a big deal overall. But the weird thing is we're getting more information that he's more likely to leave, yet the odds on him staying have increased. So that's definitely notable. Then the other, the wild card here, uh, Pritch, number one, your Broncos. It always comes back to your Broncos and my <laughs> Patriots. You know, the Broncos becoming a little bit of money on the Broncos. Mm-hmm. What were they, 200 now to plus 175? So that, you know, again, they got they added Bridgewater. You still have Drew Locke here. But again, if you have an opportunity, you know, we saw what, um, you know, what uh, what John Elway did to get, um, you know, to get Peyton Manning there. He's not afraid to make a big move to bring in a great player, even if he's, you know, later at stage of his career, you're going for a Super Bowl there. But to me, it's all about the 49ers. That's the biggest move on the board. They were right. plus 1600 yesterday, Pritch, plus 600 now. The Jimmy G stuff, he had an interview saying, like, he's going to take Lance under his wing. He's saying all the right things. I can tell you personally, Brady wasn't the nicest guy to him, you know, and who would be a guy who's coming to take your job when, when Jimmy G was a young quarterback. But that's a massive move. Does someone know something? This is a, I don't get the 49ers. You know, they're a team that seems like they're just, you know, flying by the seat of their pants. One day they love Jones, then they love Lance. No one knows if they're going to be alive on Sunday. Just, I don't know if Shanahan overstepped his bounds or he's not used to the spotlight, but that just seems like a franchise that is just ADD doesn't know what they're doing you know again and this all comes down to if you have a shot at Aaron Rodgers sure. you're gonna pull the trigger he's well, a great quarterback right but what do you think Pritch well uh I think there's a lot going on here uh Josh Applebaum I mean that move right there is shocking 16 to 1 to two plus 600 uh for um the San Francisco 49ers so there's a lot of theories out there uh of course Aaron Rodgers he's not from the Bay Area but Chico California kind of close he went to Berkeley as everybody knows uh he's winding down his career and obviously, remember that quote, he wanted that trade to go down between San Francisco and Green Bay. Uh, apparently, people had reports that uh, Green Bay was like, no, we're not going to trade you, even though they told Aaron Rodgers they were going to trade him. A theory that I saw on, on Twitter, uh, our very own Mitch Moss had this, that originally San Francisco traded up to three 
to use that to trade for Aaron Rodgers in the first place as opposed to trying to settle on one of these quarterbacks. And that kind of makes sense when you see ESPN's Rob Domofsky reports Packers officials believe teams tampered with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Domofsky uh, cites a source who said the Packers were upset teams may have contacted Rodgers to gauge whether he'd be interested in playing for them if they tried to make a trade. So, I mean, if you connect the dots here, uh, that makes more sense than anything San Francisco has done right now. And then it kind of justify these odds as well as they shift from 16 to 1 to plus 600. Great point by you, Pritch. Again, that could have something to do with it. I heard those same reports on Twitter. or And again, we don't know if they're legit or not, but the fact that uh, maybe that initial move wasn't for Jones or wasn't for Lance, it was to get a high pick to entice the Packers in a deal for Aaron Rodgers. Right. I'm sure you have to give up you know, the three, probably something else, maybe a player. Um, that way you can kind of restock your shelves there if you're Green Bay and then commit to love. Uh, but that that does make a little bit of sense. The other team I'll throw at you, Pritch, right now, now that I'm digging deeper into this, comparing kind of yesterday's odds to today's, Another wild card team that has jumped up is the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns yesterday were twenty to one. Now they're down to twelve to one. So I know this is uh, this is all you know crazy talk, speculation, of course. But uh, let's think about the Browns for a second here. They're a young team, good running game. They loaded up their defense here. But you also have Baker Mayfield, who's a young player who you're growing with, who's gotten better. But I did see kind of hypothetical trades. I don't know who I saw this from, but there was something about like Baker Mayfield and and two number one picks for Aaron Rodgers. Now, who would say no to that deal? I think if, you know, if I'm Green Bay and I can get two number ones and Baker is really not uh, a bad quarterback at all, you can grow with. Again, does that, you know, kind of dampen uh, what your future is with with love here? But that one just kind of made a little bit more sense to me, a Mm -hmm. team that's under the radar now. Does Rodgers want to go to Cleveland? Probably not. You know, on his list, they really weren't included there. But imagine Rodgers with those receivers, with that running game, and with Stefanski, an offensive mind who could probably even bring out uh, maybe even more good play out of Rodgers here. So, again, the moral of the story here is it's surprising to me. Packers became more of a favorite, even though it was slight. But really, the big movers here are the Niners and, believe it or not, the Cleveland Browns. Right. And so just to repeat what you said, I mean, Brett Favre on Rodgers, if there's no trade, if there's not a trade, my gut tells me uh, that he'd rather sit out uh, than play for the Packers. And uh, So Stephanie, she informed us that, look, Rodgers, he doesn't have a no-trade clause. I mean, Green Bay could trade him anywhere. Um, so that makes this even more interesting if the Packers realize – Rodgers isn't going to play for us. Let's move him. I mean, let's get the best offer or the best deal that we can find out there. Yeah, and I think this is kind of – it's all about timing as well because remember when we were talking about Deshaun Watson uh, with the Houston Texans. Now, what's intriguing there is like – the hype before Watson, before all his legal troubles, legal troubles surfaced, was that everybody wanted. How many number ones would you give up uh, for Deshaun Watson? Now, if they had made that trade, they're probably feeling better about it. Now, the team who made that trade would definitely regret it because you don't even know if he's going to be able to play, whether he's uh, in legal jeopardy or whether he gets suspended by the league. But uh, with Rodgers, you know, everything I read was, you know, this trade should have gone down a while ago, or mm-hmm. this is so far down the road that uh, maybe he's so entrenched in his camp that uh, really he will, you know, threaten to set out at this point. So Favre, you would think, has a little, uh, you know, intimate knowledge here of the situation, you know, <laughs> grooming Rodgers and playing in Green Bay and maybe having an idea of what kind of guy Aaron Rodgers is. But then my other question is, you know, if you're betting on this this prop here at DraftKings, number one, how long will your money be tied up? Like, what if he sits out? Do they refund that bet? There's kind of like some fine print betting type angles to this prop here, but uh, at least it gives us a lot to talk about. And if you're in one of these states that offers this bet, 
you can get down if you see value on any team listed out here on the board. Yeah, I think the decision point will be right around that June 1. Everybody knows about the date uh, because the Packers would get some relief with their salary cap uh, post-June 1 trade of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so if they do do something, I mean, it has to be a right around that time frame. I don't think, unless they wait it out. I mean, but if he's taking a snap with the Green Bay Packers, I don't think he will, to be honest with you. I think he is disgruntled enough uh, and he's stubborn enough uh, to say, look, I'd rather sit out in, instead of playing for the Packers. I think the Packers are going to be compelled to move him. I just don't, I don't know which team yet. And that's the bet right here, though, right? Uh, that's the wager. Which team is Aaron Rodgers going to play for in 2021? Yeah, seriously. And again, this is going to be like, you know, we, we live in the age of sports betting legalization. I think any book that, that can post a prop like this, imagine the sort of action you're going to get on it as as kind of we develop through this story here overall. Um, but yeah, you know, what do the what do the Packers do? I don't know. It seems to me like I was pretty much and even I'm going back and forth, Rich, because yesterday I'm like, he's going to stay with the Packers. They'll get this resolved. He'll get a big contract. But now, like reading everything and more, you know, more and more kind of the way it's developing, I, I don't know. I, I, I still think the Packers, you know, they can maybe come to come to terms here, but maybe it's too far off the rails. Maybe, it, you know, we, we've passed the, the point of no return here with this bet. So, uh, again, we're going to see how this develops. But I think you make a good point with the June 1st because, you know, I think of Julio Jones here with the Atlanta Falcons. That's a guy who it seems like they're, they'll either cut or trade, uh, most likely a trade, but waiting until June 1, what do you save? Like 20 million on your cap here. So, what if there's a, a move where and again here's the thing like mm -hmm. if the Packers were really really worried about losing Rodgers they would have made moves to maybe entice him a little bit more draft an offensive player early make a move for in free agency they've done none of that so maybe that's part of Aaron Rodgers uh, camp saying hey we're kind of done with the Packers they know I'm not happy and they're just making things worse they're not trying to make things better yeah no Rob Adamowski ESPNs I mean he's reporting that Packers are concerned that there was some tampering going on too so uh, they did get a phone call we know that from San Francisco and maybe again those odds as they shipped it to plus 600 there. Uh, I did a podcast with Troy Rink uh, earlier today. Uh, Troy was on our show before he covers the Broncos. I had to ask him what's going on with the quarterbacks out there. And he told me, he said, look, quarterback uh, competitions are never good. Uh, if you got two, then you don't have one. Uh, and that's the <laughs> feeling out there. Um, and then also everybody wants to wonder or wondering why the Broncos who need a quarterback, why they passed on two quarterbacks uh, at number nine. Uh, when everybody knows that the Broncos are a quarterback away, but yet they passed on two quarterbacks. So uh, are they suggesting that they're really dug in on Teddy Bridgewater for one year because that's his contract, and then Drew Locke uh, on somebody they don't have any confidence with? No, it's a great point, Pritch. And again, did they pass on a quarterback knowing that, hey, we got Rodgers in a backroom deal, maybe through that legal tampering <laughs> period. Right. He was he was listed on there, you know, on his trade list there. So that does make some sense. You also have, you know, Fangio is a defensive guy, as you know, Pritch, and, and getting Sertan and kind of, you know, uh, getting a high quality cornerback like that maybe was enticing anyway. But I'm with you. You know, they make that. But the other thing is, you know, if you had, you know, Rodgers in your back pocket, why do you make that move for Teddy Bridgewater? To me, it would have been, you know, yes, the, you know, the, the Panthers assumed a bunch of his salary, I think seven of the 10 million, mm -hmm. but you would think if that, if they knew Rogers, they had something going with a backroom deal. Why would you make that deal for Bridgewater? So we'll, we'll see here, Pritch, but uh, again, these odds, I think, uh, you know, make an Excel sheet, number them each day. <laughs> Let's see how they move. Uh, because already just in 24 hours, these things are moving as we speak. Yeah. I think we have the bases loaded now in the bottom of the ninth, uh, uh, Chicago and, see, Cincinnati. And, I, and I missed my reds. Thank you. Here we go. Let's go. I Come was on. trying to distract you. So, you know, oh, nice. I, but although I would love to see the sweat, uh, but I mean, bottom of the ninth, uh, bases loaded here. 
uh, Chicago uh, and Cincinnati. We're going to return to Major League Baseball. Again, we talked about the lightning delay. Uh, got a doubleheader on, on tap on the schedule as well. Uh, Astros getting booed like crazy out there in New York. What's going to happen uh, in these games? So Major League Baseball coming up uh, next uh, right here on the program. Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip. Be sure to have that state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you here on the program, Betting Across America, and we're presented by BetMGM. Um, still have it going here at the bottom of the ninth. Uh, <laughs> you all right over there? The sweat is real. Pritch, <laughs> I'm struggling. Bases loaded, uh, two strikes, two outs, as we got Hendricks up against Tucker Barnhart. Yeah. Jerry Reds. Reds backer like me. Come on, Barnhart. Let's go to base it up the middle. A walk, a hit by pitch. I don't care. Just get that run across the board. Hendricks grooved one right down the middle. He missed it. Uh, he tried to swing for a home run instead of just put it in play. Um, but, uh, look, 2-2 uh, count, <laughs> bases loaded. The pitcher's got to come at you if you're, if you're the hitter right now, right? Gotta come at you. And I'm like seriously jealous of anyone has a TV watching this game. Like I'm watching it through the app and like, you know, the little ball that goes duh, 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 and you got to wait and see what happens. Is it hit? What, you know, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, this is uh, the, the, the struggle is real. The sweat is real, but to me, this is the best part of betting when you got some action on the line and uh, you, you buy the ticket, you take the ride. So I love it. Let's go Reds. Okay. And then we got the Giants and the Rockies in the delay. Uh, so this total is back to normal is 10. Josh, uh, the Rockies minus 109 now uh, here at Coors Field in Colorado. Yes, this one's interesting. We're going to have to see how long this delay goes with the weather. Um, But a couple things jumped out to me. Number one, Pritch, and again, I'm not a big fan of betting uh, unders at Coors Field. But I did notice you do have some under liability on this one because it is 10 high total, obviously. But for cores, that's kind of a lower end total. You know, we're used to like 11, 12. I mean, you get into the dog days of summer when it's really humid. The air is really dense the, or less dense and the ball travels more. You could have totals around 13, 14 like that happens sometimes. But what's notable to me is it's at 10 and there is, you know, we're showing minus 110. Some books are around minus 120, minus 115. Okay. And this is a weather spot where uh, Pritch, it's it's like 60 degrees, not terrible. But you have some big wind blowing directly in from center field. So coming in straight toward the batter. And again, if you like betting totals and you want to get wind in your favor, like if you're betting it over, you want wind blowing out. You're betting it under, you want wind blowing in. It's very basic, but these are things that uh, that definitely, you know, pro handicappers will look at. So 10 miles an hour blowing straight in. 
with a little liability here to the under, the fact that you have heavy betting over again, 12 to four game, eight, six game. You have a lot of overs cashing. So it's just go to the over again, but a little liability to that under that was uh, kind of notable to me. And then also just looking at the money line here, Pritch, it's a gross one, but it looks like Colorado would be a contrarian spot here because you do have everybody loading up on the giants. They're getting about, three out of four bets. And yet some of these books were kind of like a minus one ten ish and Colorado's kind of stayed where they're at. You haven't seen this line really flip to the giants here. So again, a little bit of movement, not too much, but it looks like to me, if you want to sweat a gross hazmat play Colorado to <laughs> me as a contrarian spot, like they, they opened a favorite state, a favorite Pritch. If everyone's betting Col- if everyone's betting the giants, why isn't this thing dropped? Tell right. me the books really don't want to hand out any more plus money. Uh, or, or a better number to anyone sweating the Rockies here. You got Webb on the bump for the Giants, and you got uh, John Gray on the bump for the Rockies. Gray was one of those young pitchers that the Rockies were going to rely upon, and you know he's had his ups and downs, but yet uh, he's a decent pitcher out there. Now, uh, you're right about the wind blowing in, too. So in, any information about uh, teams off of doubleheaders? Like we had the doubleheader between these two teams uh, yesterday, uh, and now an afternoon game. Uh, any information on that? Yeah, great point by you, Pritch. So the doubleheader angle is definitely, you know, more sweeps than splits and then definitely looking at game two favorites, especially game two favorites with the line move. Mm -hmm. The next day, it's a little fishier. I think the biggest thing would be if you're going to bet these games today, really, really dissect those box scores from yesterday. Look at especially bullpen usage. Like if you had a team that uh, maybe won both games, but they had to use their entire bullpen or their closer had to pitch both games, something like that. To me, that's something that you'd want to look at. So it just gives you more data to go off of. And then also, you know, catchers, if they caught the night before, may not play the next day, uh, the next day, something like that. So I'd really dig into what you saw yesterday. That could give you a little bit of edge heading into uh, the next day's game. Okay, so we're in extra innings now, Josh. Uh, White Sox in Cincinnati. <laughs> What happened to Tucker Barnhart? What happened there? Oh, no. I mean, come on. He hit it right to Let's the third baseman. Yeah, he hit it right to the third yeah. baseman. Uh, good job by Hendricks, though. Uh, he couldn't hit the groove pitch down the middle, but yet he put something on the outside corner uh, that he hit right to the third baseman. Let's get out of it in the 10th, Pritch. That's all I'm going to ask for. You got a runner on second. <laughs> here you go, though. Uh, here we here go. You, go. Uh, you mentioned <laughs> hockey. Um, uh, just a handful of games left of the regular season. We're going to get to uh, the postseason rapidly. I know a lot of teams are kind of figuring out where they're going to be. You know, one of those teams in particular, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, uh, they want that number one seed, I think. Uh, they're up against it, though. Dwayne Colucci is going to join the program. He's coming up next. NHL and NBA playoff races are in high gear and our experts are covering every angle to find betting edges, edges as the regular season winds down. VSIN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops insights. Every night they are looking at the teams who are tanking and which squads are playing to save their season to find the best bets on the board. Our experts and the entire team at VSIN. Uh, give you all the tools to make the most of every bet, including our 24-7 video coverage, odds and analysis of every game on vcin.com, our daily members-only best bet emails, and in-depth coverage of every major event and points read weekly. Now is the time to cash in 
on the push to the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. Uh, still in the top of the 10th uh, with the runner on base, uh, certainly infield in time to Josh Applebaum. First and third, Billy Hamilton yeah. at the plate. And uh, we might as well just do a play-by-play this whole time, even though uh, only a few of us are on the Reds here. But <laughs> this, is when, this is when it gets sweaty. And again, uh, depending on what side you're on, uh, you got to live for plays like this. But yeah, yeah, Billy Hamilton, speedster. First and third, we'll see what happens, Pritch. Infield in, uh, let's just get it out any way we can get it. Well, I'm going to pile on because I'm going to make you talk about the Boston Celtics uh, as well. Uh, your team out there in Boston, they play Orlando. Uh, Orlando plus 500 at home, a uh, huge favorite for Boston. How about that? Uh, minus 700. Uh, 218 and a half is, is the total in this game. Yeah, so believe it or not, Pritch, and this reminds me a little bit of, ter- of a terrible bad beat yesterday if you had the Cleveland Cavs, the mm-hmm. Cavs against the, uh, the, the Suns there. They kind of were battled the whole time. Remember yesterday we were talking about that? We did get the over there, that non-conference over, but at one point it was like 13 down to 12 and a half. They go to overtime, and they get outscored by like 16 in overtime and don't cover. So I have apprehension with a lot of spreads right now in the NBA. So what I'm looking at for this game, Pritch, Celtics did open. Uh, some shops were minus 10 and a half. They're up to minus 11 now at this point. So the line is moving a little bit to Boston here. Injury concerns, though. Jalen Brown is out. Uh, there was kind of He kind of banged knees with Jason Tatum at the end of the last game. Tristan Thompson's also going to be out for this game. So do I want to lay a minus 11 on the road, you know, in a, in a kind of a, a conference matchup here? Not really, especially with Jalen Brown out. But my play, Pritch, would be the over in this okay. one. Again, this is kind of a situation I've been leaning on quite a bit here when it when and really, it's kind of like as, as a better, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. You know, Thomas Edison needed a light. He created the light. I, you know, these spreads in the NBA are erratic. So let me gravitate to some over trends here. So one thing I do like with this over, you know, some of these shops are around 217 and a half up to 218. There's some books that are now 218 and a half. And a couple of things you look for recent trends. The Celtics are five and zero to the over their last five games. They're scoring a lot. They're also giving up a lot. Look at Orlando, they're 4-1 to the over. And then also uh, Orlando, the sixth worst defensive team in the league right now. So again, you got some of these backup players in. You know, sometimes that makes for, uh, hey, I want my spotlight. Let me score. Hopefully we get a lot of that. And Jalen Brown, also a scorer, but a good defensive player as well. Maybe this opens up a little more scoring. I'd be looking at the over uh, in a uh, in a non-division matchup here. Okay, and then another big line too. I mean, um, here, here Portland's minus 12 on the road against Cleveland. Uh, 229 uh, is the total in this one out here in Vegas. Uh, the bad beat, uh, I was watching the Bucks and the Nets, uh, too. So if you had that over, um, that was a bad beat, too, as they sat on the basketball. I mean, after, after the Nets turned it over, uh, you're thinking that's going to go over, but it doesn't. So here you go with this game in Portland and Cleveland, uh, 229 a total in this matchup. Yeah, you're totally right, Pritch. So on the one hand, let's give the odds makers the credit they deserve. This is a great example of how good the odds makers are. That total Nets Bucks yesterday mm-hmm. was 243. It got down to 242 and a half. Mm-hmm. It landed 242. <laughs> so, Pritch, right. think about that. If you got that early under, you cashed by the skin of your teeth. And again, at one point, that thing looked like it was going to fly over. Yep. That's another thing in the NBA, especially what I've noticed when I sweat some overs is like you're cruising for three quarters, 62, 65, 60 points each quarter. You get to the fourth, they score 40. That's something you got to deal with and not, you know, smash your television or go crazy. It's just part of the part of betting. That's the way it is. But seriously, 
it lands 242. Talk about nailing that that play. Like definitely with some under money coming in there as well. Barely getting that one. Uh, but Pritch, this would be another situation here. Uh, Blazers and uh, and Cavs again open around minus 11 and a half. It's up to minus 12 here with Portland. Uh, you know Portland would be kind of on that that back to back type angle. Although we do know that, you know, these back-to-back situations, um, you know, with the Cavs here especially, sometimes buying low isn't a bad idea. This would be another over opportunity for me, Pritch. Again, I'm beating a dead horse here, but uh, another thing I look at is bad defensive teams. So Blazers-Cavs, Blazers are the second worst defensive efficiency team in the NBA. You look at Cleveland, the fifth worst defensive team in the NBA. Plus, you get some tired legs. You know, Cavs scored a lot last night. You got to think they're, they've got to be bitter. Being tied against the Suns, going to overtime, and then getting blown out there. Uh, maybe you get some open uh, open layups here, get some points. That's also that non-conference overtrend that I really like. The lack of familiarity kind of benefits more scoring, benefits offense. And I have another system, too, an over team who missed the playoffs, uh, home team missed the playoffs last year. The road team made it. That's 55% this year to the over 134 and 108. Yeah, you know, you got a competitive lineup, too, uh, with Phoenix, um, Josh, uh, as they take on Atlanta on the road. Um, Atlanta's plus one. Uh, 228 and a half is a total. I mean, but the Suns, they such a, they're such a, a competitive squad uh, that I don't know if they're going to take their foot off the pedal here. Uh, but this is a short line, though. Yeah, this is a very short line. And by the way, we, I think the, the Reds got out of it, that inning, Pritch. I'm like, this is like, I'm trying the hardest I can to focus on these games and the Reds <laughs> here. But they got out of it, Pritch. First and third, one out, and we're, we're going to the bottom of the 10th. But anyway, just want to mention one thing. This is an interesting game with the Suns and the Hawks because mm-hmm. Suns are on the second leg of a back-to-back. Hawks have some rest. And the Suns are the public play. But I do, and again, this was kind of a weird opener too. Some books were like a pick them up to Suns minus one. Some were like Suns minus one and a half down to minus one. To me, this is a perfect game, eight o'clock game. I want to see the next move. I want to see where this thing goes. If you start to see Suns minus one, we get to like 7.30 p.m. tonight, creep up to one and a half. Or do we see this thing fall to the Hawks a little bit? Hawks would be a contrarian play, a rest advantage. But my, but why I'm so split on this game is I have a great system that I love. Uh, back-to-back, played last night. Uh, your 54% ATS, but also short favorites, three or less, especially if you're coming off a win. They're about 56% ATS this year. So my advice would be, let's wait this thing out. Yeah. Anytime I see a game at one, I want to know, does that flip dog to favorite? Does the favorite become more of a favorite? If you start to see this thing fall to the Hawks late, that might be something you're looking for. And again, if it moves to the Suns, uh, so basically make it easy on yourself. I wouldn't bet this game too early in the day. Let's see where this thing develops the last hour. Right. We're almost expecting some news that some player is going to be held out because of rest, right? I mean, that's what it kind of feels like. Chris Paul keeps playing. That's I the know. crazy thing. He's, he's, he's older and long in the tooth, but that guy, he's uh, you know, he's not Kyrie here with birthday party invites. He's, he's there every <laughs> single night. <laughs> that is true, uh, and they need him, though. But they're playing spectacular basketball. Uh, but great advice by you, though. Uh, wait, wait this one out. Uh, it's at 8 p.m. Eastern there. Uh, now coming up next uh, is Dwayne Colucci, the race and sports manager at the Rampart. He's going to help us talk uh, some hockey. Let's come up next.
BetMGM welcomes you to Showtime with a chance to win $100 for a $1 Moneyline wager on the Bucks or Wizards. Just use bonus code BSIN100 and you're on your way to betting with the king of sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more terms or conditions and use promo code VEASAN100 to bet one and win 100 if either team hits a three in tonight's game. It's a new customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan. Disassociated persons, please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. In Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia, 1-800-270-7117. For help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line 800 800- 889-9789 in Indiana call 1-800-9-WITH-IT promotional offer not available in Nevada welcome back to the show betting across America and we are presented by BetMGM Mike Pritchard Josh Applebaum with you and so is this guy Dwayne Colucci he's a race and sports manager at the Rampart here in Vegas Dwayne how are you doing great Mike how about you Doing great. Fantastic. Um, uh, there's some people out here worried about the Vegas Golden Knights, um, Dwayne, and, and I don't know why. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs, and uh, but yet they cannot beat uh, the Minnesota Wild here. Uh, they take on the Wild, uh, and yet people are clamoring for them to get that top spot, I guess, if you will, as Colorado and Minnesota closing in on them in terms of points. Uh, how do you see this game? Do you see the, uh, the Knights kind of folding the pressure, or can they withstand the pressure? Well, they could definitely withstand the pressure. It's just the way this season has been structured, Mike. You know, you, you continually repetitiously play against these teams, and now the Golden Knights have lost five in a row against Minnesota. So it seems like the team that they're having trouble with in the division. So that's definitely a factor, and it's definitely a concern. I mean, the Golden Knights, when they step up the pressure, though, they're second on power play kill this year, which is definitely a true testament to the defense. Uh, They're missing the puck with a a lot of shots. They're missing the net, I should say, with the puck. You know, you look at it, Peter Angelo was shooting a lot over the net, and a lot of different uh, circumstances. Pacioretty now has missed a game and a half, which is definitely important, guys. You have to understand, Mark Stone and his his line is only as good as Max and the total team effort. These guys combine and they're just lethal. So I think there's some cause for concern, especially the way Robin Leonard's been playing as of late, because there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. But I definitely think the Golden Knights are in a prime, prime position to definitely make a strong playoff push. And it would be nice to see them play in the fortress. Uh, You know, that will be very important to stay ahead of Colorado because they're only two points ahead, guys. So there's some concerns, but I wouldn't be massively over-concerned. Dwayne, this is Josh Applebaum. It's great to talk to you, and you're, you're a hockey guy like me. So I had a uh, kind of a bigger question than a question about tonight's game. Number one, what did you make of the New York Rangers putting out that statement after Tom Wilson uh, hurt Artemi Panarin, saying, "Hey, you know, we want the director of um, you know of, of player personnel or the guy who gives the suspensions. We want that guy fired." That was kind of it was uh, kind of went Twitter viral yesterday. And then also, how do the Rangers react tonight? You know, Washington, uh, you know, still jockeying for playoff positioning, and you have the Rangers who have been eliminated. Now Panarin's out, Truba's out, a lot of these good players, Kreider, you did see Washington, like minus 130 to minus 140-ish. So just your take overall on the Tom Wilson stuff and then the, the Caps and the Rangers tonight. 
Yeah, this is an important game for Washington. And now at the South Point and Rampart, we're up to minus 135 on that game. So that's a great point, Josh. And the Rangers have now fired their general manager, John Davidson, who has been synonymous with the Rangers for years. And uh, they made that move, which was surprising after they came out and made that statement. And I do believe that it is now under the Rangers' skin. You know, obviously you could see Panarin getting bounced off the ice there. It was roughhousing by, uh, you know, one of the dirt players in the game, but he knew how to pull the strings, and he only got a $5,000 fine out of it. Also, keep in mind, I don't believe Alex Ovechkin will be playing tonight, so that's a major factor for the Capitals. Also, I believe uh, Kuznetsov also is on the COVID list, so there's a lot of different injuries in this game. I think Madison Square Garden is going to be off the hook, Josh. I think it's just going to be, even though they're only fitting in three to 4,000 fans, it's going to be loud there, and there's going to be a lot of boos, especially when Washington, uh, you know, is controlling the puck or at least trying to control the puck. I think the Rangers have a good chance here. I mean, Mika Zibanejad is still there. And he's been just a, a workhorse. They're getting some good play out of Lafreniere and Kako. I mean, they're not in the playoff hunt, but this is somewhat of a game that means something emotionally for the Rangers, especially losing Davidson now today. So uh, I think Coach Quinn will have them uh, fired up. And Washington seems to be a little injured, even though the game means a lot. They're only two points behind Pittsburgh. It'd be a tough game. I'd look at the under maybe, guys. Yeah, Dwayne, I was going to ask you, I mean, um, I mean, look, uh, it's hockey and, and certainly the rough housing, like you mentioned, uh, something's going to happen. I mean, I would, I would assume something's going to happen on ice tonight between these two teams. Yeah, definitely. You know, there's some really bad blood. And I always, you know, I watch this because I am from the New York area. And the Rangers always seem to get up for when they play the Capitals. And I think that there's definitely going to be heightened animosity. The team came out and made that statement. Uh, Like Josh said, Panarin is now on the shelf. You're missing Kreider. You're missing Truba. So you do have to force the uh, issue and get somewhat physical. You're on a three-game losing streak when the season meant so much. I mean, they didn't score a goal in seven periods. Then they finally cracked the ice against Washington. But, you know, Wilson was just imposing his will, and they were dominating the Rangers. So if they want to try to make a statement and be emotional, Mike, yeah, there's going to be some roughhousing tactics and I think some physical play. Dwayne, I want to ask you about a late game here taking place uh, up north. America's hat here up in Canada, uh, Winnipeg and Calgary. Uh, this one's interesting to me because uh, the Jets have done really well against Calgary this year. They're 5-3, and three, but the Jets have also lost seven straight. They're a team that uh, really was kind of cruising for a playoff spot. Now it's getting dicey for them. What was intriguing to me is that you did have Calgary open as a favorite here at home around minus 110, minus 115. They've been bet up to around minus 125. Do you think this is kind of an overreaction to how bad the Jets have been? Would you look to grab some plus money with the Jets right now? Or do you think they're just in a bad spot and Calgary maybe at a low number uh, could be worth a look here? Well, it's more important game for Winnipeg, definitely. And we're now sitting at the rampart at minus 130 in that game. So we're seeing a lot of one-way action. And Winnipeg is definitely in a rut right now. We could obviously see that. I mean, they can't get out of their own way. The Canadians are on the verge of passing them. Montreal has now won three in a row. So this is an important game for Winnipeg to try to stay ahead, you know, and, uh, you know, win the position battle. But on the road, guys, they only score 1.4 
four goals, and that's over their last seven games, and they've lost seven of those. Like Josh said, Calgary is not that all, all that great. I mean, they're under 500 this season, but you would think this is a tough position for Winnipeg. But, I mean, it, it means so much. I would probably lay off the game, Josh. I think that Winnipeg still has some fight left in them. We know they have a great goaltender. They also are 16-10 and 10 on the road this year. But, I mean, that 2-8 and eight over their last 10 is not playing good hockey. And Calgary is actually 6-4 and four in their last 10. They do play better hockey at home. This is an intriguing matchup and a lot of pressure on Winnipeg. Uh, I would probably, if I had to bet the game, bet Winnipeg, thinking that they would try to stay ahead of Montreal in this 3-4 uh, battle. Tampa Bay minus 160 at home against Dallas, five and a half, uh, the total in that one, uh, Dwayne. Um, you know, sometimes you look at these money lines and, and, and they're price high, and, and then you look at other ones and, okay, wait a minute, maybe I can get down on this one. Uh, how do you see this game? Yeah, this is another intriguing matchup because Dallas is going in the wrong direction, Mike. So, yeah. you know, I, I think that they're, they're definitely on a skid. They haven't beaten Tampa this year, to my knowledge. I mean, uh, oh, wait, excuse me, they're uh, – one and five. Yeah, they did get one win against Tampa. Uh, I think Tampa is a tough out anytime you're playing on the road against them. I mean, they lost one nothing the other night, but essentially Dallas is losing the position battle to Nashville. Nashville is outplaying them. Nashville shut them out the other night. Uh, I mean, I think John Cooper definitely knows what to do despite missing Stamkos. I think they, they're feeling confident because Stamkos and Kucherov are now practicing and they're not in the... Uh, the, uh, you know, red jerseys during practice, which means you can't contact them. So I think that's definitely a vote of confidence for Tampa as they make their push into the playoffs, even though they've slipped into the third position. A lot of pressure on Dallas in this game, if you ask me. You know, they're still missing some key elements. They're going in the wrong direction. I would definitely look at Tampa Bay here if I had to pull the trigger on this game. Dwayne, great uh, insights here. Only got a couple minutes left, but I want to ask you real quick, the Nashville Predators and the Columbus Blue Jackets. This has been a series where uh, Nashville has really, you know, just kind of owned Columbus here, 6-1 and one through seven games. They're about a minus 170 favorite here. Looks like they could be creeping up closer to like minus 180. Any reason to think, and the other big thing is Nashville can clinch a playoff spot tonight. So you get late in the hockey season, motivation, and kind of seeing that reward there, maybe you get a little more motivation to play harder. But any reason to think CBJ puts up a fight here, or do you think it continues here with Nashville? who's done very well against Columbus this year. Josh, I think it continues with Nashville. I mean, Columbus is one of those teams that I got the impression that they just packed it in weeks ago, and they're not playing for Tortorella. They're, they're just going in the wrong direction. They're not getting good goaltender play, and that was what carried them last year. They're giving up 3.3 goals per uh, per game. They only put up two and a half goals. Nashville has owned them. I mean, Saros has just been awesome. The, the, as they got healthier and healthier, they made their playoffs, playoff push, so I I really have confidence that Nashville could be a team that makes some noise in the playoffs. I mean, they've won two in a row. They're scoring goals. They're getting great goaltender play. Columbus has just been horrible, Josh. I mean, one of the biggest letdowns that has been. And, uh, you know, in the last 25 games, the Predators 18-6-1. Uh, no reason not to continue on that winning path. All right. You can follow him on Twitter at NYBookieDwayne. It's Dwayne Colucci, uh, racing sportsbook uh, at the Rampart here in Vegas. Uh, thanks so much for your time. That was awesome, Dwayne. 
Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Thanks, uh, Dwayne. Great. Yep, that's great. Uh, Josh, when we come back, uh, hour number two, we're going to get to the NBA. I got a question about hockey I want to ask you, too, uh, in regards to what I saw last night. That's coming up next.